1: This message will self-destruct. the the It's time to begin the football weekend. And as they say in Tinseltown, roll up. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. They had pride. They had talent. They had hats and t-shirts.
3: Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook.
0: Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA
3: Sportsbook.
1: Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. Oh!
3: Right, six oh two in the Rose City. Time for dirt and spray on Portland Sports Leader, ten eighty. The fan. I don't know why I went so long there. I just couldn't stop. It's a, it's an art form, man. I would not be a good DJ. You don't think you'd be a good DJ? Oh, dude, I just keep hitting the same buttons, but. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> And then, like, right when you think the beat's gonna drop and I'm gonna transition, (laughs) you just keep going over and and over and over over and over and over. And eventually, the crowd's like, Yo, uh, we gonna drop the beat or what are we gonna do here? Come on, I'm ready to drop my ass. I'm ready to start dancing. I've never been more jealous than when you and I went to Vegas and we we went to Caesars and KT hooked us up with a booth right behind the DJ. Uh, booth. That guy was living a good life. Great life. That guy's living the life. That's kings of kings are the DJs in Vegas. Being a DJ like that is could you imagine one how much money you make how much free stuff you get like that's just that's the dream right there. Making right. a lot of money and getting a lot of free stuff. Well, and also all the women. I mean, <laughs> the women that come. Let's not act like the guy, yeah. women out in the crowd aren't <laughs> looking at him like, oh my god, that guy's hitting buttons. What kind of buttons can he hit? He, it's funny that there are like celebrity DJ cultures. That's a thing. Oh, I don't know. Thing. I don't know any DJ names. I don't know anything about any DJ. Like it, Steve Aoki. I, I, th- you're familiar rings a bell a long little bit. haired Asian guy sure okay okay can't tell you anything about him other than I guess he's a DJ but he was like a when he walked in it was like ah oh, it's DJ so and so yeah it was so it was some big name DJ uh, I'd never heard of him before th- I actually follow a DJ guy on Instagram now because it was one of those like reels that kept popping up and he he mashes together. Like, the lyrics from a song to the beat of another song. Oh, that's cool. And it's like, he puts, like, a video or two out every day, and you're like, oh, that's kind of a fun collaboration. Yeah, I don't want to diminish it. I don't hope this doesn't sound like we're anti-DJ. I'm not anti-DJ at all. It's an ability. I think I would be a great DJ. Really? I do, yeah. Why do you think that? I think if you put me in front of smart people (laughs) that know music... I'd blow the roof off that bitch. It's the douchiest thing you may have ever said on this show. You know show. like look, I'm not playing pitbull here, okay? Why would but pitbull gets people you <laughs> got to I don't want to be I I don't want to be a club DJ. I want to be like a hey, oh, night out God. DJ. Like let's go have a good time, have yeah. a couple of pops. Yeah, you wouldn't be good. We would go to the club <laughs> You would be DJing, you'd have an earring in the wrong ear, you'd have a necklace in, you'd have shades on. People are like, who's this guy? She thinks my tractor's sexy. Yeah, you'd play James Taylor and people are like, what the
4: hell are we supposed to do with this?
3: <laughs> play Flow Rider.
4: I want the chain smokers! Yeah. <laughs> Morning, guys. I'm going to dispel that. Actually, I think Dirt would be a fantastic Thank DJ. you! No, because it's not hard. They're still rocking like... Living on a Prayer by Dude, Bon Jovi at thank some local you. clubs. Have you
3: seen these commercials? Throw like a Backstreet
4: Boys song in there. easy. Have you seen these
3: insurance commercials where, like, the dad gets scared, the son sees it, dad says I didn't scream, son throws the challenge flag. Have you seen yes! these commercials?
4: My wife and I wish we had that in real life. I yes. do, too.
3: I think yeah. these are, that's a smart commercial. Have you seen this, Dirt? I have. I think we need to buy challenge flags for the show. I'm. I would. I'm all in with you. And like you just throw it against the wall or yes. the glass. Like you know what? Scroll out challenge. Well, swag would be the worst abuser of it because it'd be over. Like, oh, you said this word incorrectly. I'm like, dude, I don't. That was ten minutes ago. Move on. Well, at least he his pilots won last night, so maybe he'll speak to us on Tuesday when we're back. But I'm throwing the challenge flag at you, Jordan Schultz, because you're maybe the worst person to comment on this. Of course you would like Dirt as a DJ because you want to sing and he's going to play the songs that you actually want to sing. You're damn right. And not low, low,
4: low, 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 low. Actually, I, mean, low, I would want to sing that. No, no, he better play that. I, I we, we need that flow rider. Right we need a little bit of some. Just you need I'll some apple bottom little... jeans and boots yes, with the fur. Yes, we need some of that. Just <laughs> yeah. th- that beat, that heavy beat music that we all just. We know the lyrics are a little iffy. But They're it's not still great an awesome lyrics,
3: song. but sometimes you
4: need those songs. That to it, the window, <laughs> to the wall. Okay, all right. We're just going through middle school and high school, all the worst are, songs yeah, now yeah. that it came out. But so hey, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. I can't drop it. Low anymore. I don't want to play that song.
3: There was uh, two really cool guys in my high school when I was about a sophomore. They were seniors, and uh, they were really nice to me, but they were really cool. And we used to have these big, you know, the big dances. And they would always be the two dudes in the middle of the dance, and they're sea walking, and they're dancing, and they're <laughs> dancing like they're Chris Brown, and everybody's watching them. And then there's five foot nine Brandon Sprague, white guy, just like hoping not to explode the minute somebody grinds on him. <laughs> it just it couldn't have been a, a bigger difference of dancers that were in that gymnasium at the time. I mean, I've been dancing We've been there. We've all been there. I had to get out of a dance one time, like literally no. mid dance. I'm like, oh, oh no, I gotta, and I had to walk away. I'm just picturing the scene, and she's out of my league. He's, I mean, he's got the hair dryer. He's like, come on, clean up. The dog starts licking his pants. That, that was the beauty of Park Rose. Park Rose would give you kind of everything you needed. You you, 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 you like Asian gals. We had Asian guys. You like white women. They had white women, <laughs> big. Booties everywhere in the dances man it was it was, uh, it was like a nice it was a fun buffet it was a fun buffet <laughs> we,
4: uh, Go ahead, go ahead uh, I was just gonna say I've been dancing with a woman out of my league and caught up in her trying to do dance moves that it's like I'm not a great dancer and she's trying to like do all these things with her arms and like I have no idea what you're doing so I just I will never forget as a 17 year old boy I felt so just in the wrong spot and I'm like, I want to be next to this hot woman who's way out of my league, but I'm just looking like a complete chode right now. So I don't know what to do. I don't know. To do. I don't know how to it, it was the worst. What do worst I do with my experience. hands?
3: What do I hold? Do I put them up? Do I put them down? We had it. We had a homecoming dance one time at Cleveland that some uh, a heavy set gal. I still don't know how it happened, but a heavy set gal. Heavy set or thick? Uh, heavy set. Okay. Heavy set. She she somehow broke her leg. Dancing? Dancing. Oh. How does that happen? Well, I mean, there's multiple breaks. You can break it like sure. it doesn't look broken. But it was like, you know, middle of the dance and all of it. It's like, ah! Like you hear a scream from the middle of the floor and everybody's like, what's happening? They turn the lights on and it was one of the first dances we ever had in the high school gym. Usually they were somewhere else. You know, go to like a crystal ballroom or whatever. This is one of the first ones we ever had at the high school gym. They turned the lights on because the lights are, of course, off. You got to set the mood. Oh, yeah. I and mean- there's just bottles of booze all over the floor. <laughs> And everybody's like, what the? Like, all the princes, everybody just starts screaming. Everybody just screams out Scattered. of the chairs away. Yeah, <laughs> runs, like a, somebody's shining a flashlight on a cockroach. Yeah. I'm going to scurry back out of here. <laughs> how do you break a leg? I don't know oh, how that happened. Man, those were fun days. Those were I fun I still maintain, days. I think, I would if, you, if I were a wedding DJ, you wouldn't want me to DJ your wedding. Yeah. I think I would kill it. I think I'd be great. I I I want to believe you. Have no evidence to support this. I like Joe Fisher f- could say this, and I'd go, "Yeah, you've actually done multiple <laughs> weddings." I believe you, but you say it, and I'm like, "You've never used that equipment." I could I, well look. The thing e- is, equi- just your phone connected to your iPod. Yeah, or I think so. I you think sit so. And play and shuffle. I think so. I think I think you give me the aux cord. You give me my phone. you give me my iPod. You give me my laptop whatever I need. i'm hitting I'm hitting I'm hitting next song. You don't need cool transitions. Nobody cares about the transitions. Yeah, you just go to the next good song. I want to test this theory out at some point. Next song, if Odyssey ever has a work party, you I mean want—I'm going to I'm gonna sign you Dude, up. I would get the olds in this building dropping it to the floor. Dave Kingsella just dropping it like it's <laughs> hot down to the ground. I'm like, oh my god, is that Joni Mitchell? That's yeah. my—I always give Dave Kingsella when I imitate him like Southern twang. <laughs> that's my song because he's from Arkansas, and I kind of just. I don't know, I just go to, I look at Dave and I kind of think of Foghorn Leghorn, I can't help it. He's got a bit of that He's polite, he's very kind, he's generous, and he gives you the herbs and spices. Oh, Brandon, (laughs) let me tell you. I don't know why I do that. He doesn't even have that accent. He sounds like, you know, a normal Oregonian. Yeah. He also helped you out the other day, I think it was last Friday, when you got boxed in by a coworker and you couldn't get out of here. Yeah, he did. I needed to take I should have taken a video of that. That would have been good show content. Less than three inches between my car and the other car, I literally could not fit in. I had to go through my passenger side. Yeah, I just stood there and I watched it. You tried to go passenger side. You tried to go back door, and then eventually you had to go in and find <laughs> find Mark Hamilton. I actually didn't go back door. Right? You, you tried to go back door, That's and awesome. it was it was closed. That's you close. couldn't get in, and you had to go. You had to go find the culprit to move the car. Can I ask you guys a question about something I saw yesterday? And Somebody I, already hired me to DJ their wedding. Somebody said, I'm not engaged, nor do I have a girlfriend. But, Dirt, you can DJ my wedding when yeah, it comes. Yeah, Hit okay.
4: me up, brother. I'm there. Might, might be why they're single. Hey. <laughs> well, it might be somebody's never going to get married. That's the point of the text. Hey, hit that's me great. up.
3: I'm here. Um, I saw something yesterday that I have been thinking about now for about 11 to 12 hours, and I cannot come up with a reason. And sometimes I can't come up with reasons because I'm stupid. And so I sometimes need help from other people to go, oh, I get it now. I need help with this. So yesterday my wife does what everybody's wife does now, sends you a pickup order for Target. Hey, uh, the the gym's right next to Target. Can you swing by and pick up this order? (laughs) Sure. Here's the barcode. Okay, thank you. Go to Target, stand in line, scan the barcode. As I'm in line at Target, I look down, and I'm like, oh, I haven't had like a candy or a gum. I haven't bought something like that at a checkout stand in a long time. And I'm looking around, I'm like, you know what they have now? They have gift cards. Gift cards are right next to the gum, the Tic Tacs, the candy bars. Usually to a bunch of different places, a Bunch of different places, especially Target. Target is like a gift card to everywhere, right? I'm looking at the gift cards. I'm like, which one would I want if somebody were to gift me one? And I find one that strikes my <laughs> eye, and I go, What? I did like a double take, and then I just couldn't stop thinking about this. Why? I need legitimate reason here. Why in 2022 would anybody gift another person a $30 gift card to Netflix? (laughs) I want you to think about that for a quick second. Netflix, the subscriber-based website... That you stream on your television, laptop, phone, etc. That no longer sends you DVDs in the mail like they once did. No, they don't. It's on a monthly subscription basis. I believe if you got Netflix, it's like $22, $23. Why would somebody gift another human being a $30 gift card to Netflix? I cannot come up with a reason. And I don't know if it's because I'm too dumb or if that's maybe the dumbest gift card I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's also like there's no additional purchases. You know what I mean? Like if you had to buy some of the movies that you wanted to watch on Netflix, right. then it would make a little more sense. Like, oh, I wanted to watch that movie, but it's an extra $5.99. Hey, here's a gift card. You can go watch that movie now I saw for video free. game gift cards, and I'm like, Fortnite, Call of Duty, these make sense. There are things sure. and games you can purchase to make your experience better. Those make sense. Netflix, it's like, yo, here's a free month. Good luck after that. Bye. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is that if somebody was wanting to try Netflix but didn't take the plunge and you could say, hey, here's the go try it out for a month. If you don't have Netflix, you're not getting Netflix. No. Because you're either too cheap for Netflix, you can't afford Netflix for whatever your budget is, (laughs) or you don't want Netflix. So I don't understand what the reason of a $30 gift card is. Let me say that's like 1.9 months on Netflix. Yeah, you get (laughs) 1.9 free months. It's going to cut you off on the 20th of the second month though. You're done. You're out. The last 10 days you don't get I mean, seriously. Can I got you, nothing. We got nothing, right? I got, I got
4: nothing for you. A crappy white elephant gift. It's like they know that they only exist to maybe be bought as like this extra ah, throwaway thing. But they're still there, and they'll take those props. I have no idea. That's the best answer. I can. <laughs> it's buy. ridiculous. Who are you giving a $30 <laughs> Netflix gift card Your 80 to? Your 80-year-old grandmother? Well, that's, that's the only actual... Do looch. you have Netflix? Yes, of course. I okay. love it. You have Netflix. Absolutely.
3: Imagine I gave you a Christmas gift. You open it up, and it's a Netflix gift card for $30. What are you doing with it? Yeah, how does that even work if you already have an account? Do you go plug it in, and then you get the next month free? Like, I'm already confused by that, So we're too. just paying a month of a membership subscription base? So based next month, thing? I won't get charged? It'll just charge the gift card? I, yeah, I don't you'd know, have to undo your payment card <laughs> and then plug in the gift card, and then at the end of that month, you got to plug back in your payment card. At some point, the $30 doesn't become worth it, because that sounds like like a headache and I'd rather just not deal with it and I'd say thank you. and I'd, I'd probably put it in a drawer and never use it. I was wondering like are these just from like 2006 and they just had a lot of left. Got an empty slot in the gift card spot. We need to find something. Well we got some old 04 Netflixes back there. Like When it was $10 and you got DVDs shipped to your house? It it, made sense. It makes sense because at least, hey, there's three free months on Netflix. Here you go. Thank you. Merry Christmas.
4: No, so what you're saying is they were printed and just kind of have been sitting on the shelf since before (laughs) those price increases Well,
3: see, here's the thing. I'm throwing that out. The uh, the honest truth is it's the new logo of Netflix, the one that you Mm. see now when it intros you in. The N is different. It's no longer the solid red N. Yeah. It's kind of a slimmer end, it's like a, a lined yeah. end, you know, a bunch of lines together making the end. <laughs> Change it up a little bit. <laughs> but I've concluded. I think it's the dumbest gift card that exists in society. I'm trying to think of a dumber gift card that somebody could give me, like for a birthday or Christmas that would legitimately I'd just stare at it and think I'm never gonna use it. Uber? I, I couldn't No, I see at least with
4: Uber, you're you're util- you're not a member of Uber. No, but it's it's if you get the wrong person, that gift card, they have no use for it. So it, it yeah. really, I feel like Netflix is in that category. It's like, you don't know if they, you got to know that they actually use it to get it for them. It's not just something, hey, buy this randomly, hope they like it.
3: I don't use, <laughs> see, but here's the thing. I have an Uber and a Lyft. I don't use those almost ever. The only time I'll use them is if I'm in a different city vacationing or if I'm like a super big pinch. Like, I don't know. And this doesn't even happen, but I end up late at night with somebody else we're drunk nobody wants to drive there you go yeah i've never even done that though so like at least an uber gift card i could just log it into my account and be like yo i got 30 to 40 dollars in this thing (laughs) if i'm ever in like los angeles california there we go i got a couple or at least one free ride yes yeah that makes a little bit more sense Somebody said Bed Bath & Beyond. That's <laughs> That's Again, you could utilize it, though. You, you could. I mean, you go to the store, but damn it, can you go to the store now and use it? You eventually could. That's honestly one of the things that I'm so bad at. We were going through stuff in December, uh, in, that t- in that little end-of-the-year week-off thing, and we found our little cubby of gift cards. Dear God. Yeah, they, they tend to get lost. The amount of things that I have in there that like, I never spent. Like, I found a $120 gift card at Dick's Sporting Goods. I'm like, dude, this just, just been sitting in here it's a lot of golf balls for how many ye- months? I don't know i can't remember when i got this Mm -hmm. but i need to go use it like all sorts of restaurant gift cards and so we're trying to make that a priority this year because they just slipped through the cracks but if somebody got me a netflix gift card i'd throw it in the trash i think i would too i there's just no there's no purpose for it no purpose it should not exist i got i got nothing for you I mean, does anybody gift somebody else Disney Plus gift cards? Is that Like, is this a thing? (laughs) Yeah, HBO Max. (laughs) Hey, here's $20 to HBO Max. All right, isn't it like $19 a month? I'm a little confused. Here's one month of a (laughs) streaming site that you probably already pay for. And then you're going to use it, you're going to like the movies, and then you're probably not going to pay for it. You're just going to be taken away after a month. I'm going to put that up as a poll question. Is that the dumbest gift card that exists, a $30 Netflix gift card? I almost took a picture and tweeted it out. Like, is this real? What is the purpose of this thing? Uh, but, yeah, thanks for not answering. You guys came up with the same answers I did. Nothing. I, I got, got nothing. A, I got nothing. Somebody said we got one for a steakhouse, uh, but we're vegetarian, so thanks for that. Thanks for that <laughs> gift card. I would re-gift that. Yeah, you definitely re-gift I that. I would re-gift that. You say thank you, and, and yeah. you pass it on. Yeah. To He's somebody a, who likes it. In meat. a different circle with people that would never know the people who gave it to you. Yes. You guys These are be,
4: making me think of, like, the usefulness of those multi-store gift cards that you get for, like, the malls. Because malls are kind of old news in general, but sure. they have gift cards where you can, like, buy it for a specific mall. Like, like Clackamas Town yeah, Center. Yeah, here or Washington go. Square, yeah, right. and it will be 12 stores in there, and you right. can go to and it's like, why would I want to go Yeah. Use that in person. Just let me go online, put the code in, and buy something I have it sent to my door, man. Yeah, that is a valid point. Uh, uh, Still the difference is you can use it. I can't use a thirty dollar
3: Netflix gift card. It does nothing for me. It's a worthless gift. I love the male perspective on shopping. Like, no, no, anything but shopping. <laughs> anything but going in person to a store and walking around. <laughs> no, please God, no. Uh, we have a lot to get to today. Uh, it is super wild card weekend. Cannot wait. Oh, how jacked up are you? Cannot wait. I can't either. Can't tomorrow. Wait. Start games tomorrow. Let's get this going. So, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we have got the Spanish radio play by play man for your Los Angeles Chargers he will speak in english and his name francisco francisco pinto that's such a good name it's a fantastic name such a good so he's going to join us for the daily ticker we will get his thoughts on this chargers jags matchup where he's worried what he thinks uh, i cannot wait to talk to this guy i looked up some of his calls they're great and uh, we'll get him on at 7.30 today. We'll spray the Line at 8.30, so get those spraying Line sponsors in at the Fantex line. But let's start in the NBA. Our beloved Trailblazers continue to suck. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this uh, Football Friday.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
1: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank This yeah, is it's a Football Friday, Friday edition of Dirt and Spray.
0: Brought to you by the ALNA Sports Sports
1: uh, On 1080,
3: the fans.
4: Uh, I have no clue if KT's hopping on
1: today.
3: It's kind of the way it's been for like eight weeks. Uh, but if he isn't, we have a lot to get into with the Blazers before we dive into the Super Wildcard weekend. They lose last night. I was very close to my prediction being right. They were playing as if a team was... Going to win that game. Yeah, they led about 94% in accurate science, but let's go with it. About 94% of that game. I go a little higher, but yeah, yeah it could have been I, higher. Yeah, I, I, they, they were hitting shots again. Their offense looked good, and Dame dropped 50. 50, 50 points. Another 50 point game. Yeah, on 28 shots. And, uh, and they lost. And they lost. I mean, they lost. And they lost uh, the game, yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers beat them because they've got Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, who had like a million alley-oop dunks. <laughs> uh, Donovan Mitchell started off slow and then got it going. Darius Garland took it right to the Blazer defense at the end of the game and kind of shored up that situation. And now they've lost five in a row. And I... I don't know, what, where, where would you want to start after what you saw and what you're seeing right now? Because we have Chauncey audio, and we'll get to that. But I don't know how hard you can go at them. They They came out ready to play. They were right there at the end with multiple possessions with either a chance to tie or take leads. They couldn't do it. And another end-of-the-game moment where they just don't, they don't look comfortable at all right now at the end of games. It feels like the losing streak and the pressure of it is getting to them in certain moments where they understand that they've lost however many in a row. And now you're in a game that you've led the entire ball game and that lead is gone, and Cleveland's nipping at your heels, and they take a one-point lead, and all of a sudden you start playing tight. I mean, they, they were outscored by 10 points in the fourth quarter last night, and it was really rough to watch some of their final offensive possessions really outside of Dame, who it felt like he could get to the hoop whenever he wanted to and was converting at a really high clip around the rim and getting to the foul line a ton on top of it. Outside of that, they just had so many disjointed offensive possessions where it felt like the ball would end up in Josh Hart's hands, who was refusing to shoot, nor do I really want him to shoot, but he's wide open, so he's an NBA player. like He probably should be taking that shot. There was a possession where with two seconds on the shot clock, he chucks it over to Nurk. Nurk's got to get a shot out before the shot clock expires. There's another time where Hart's wide open at the three-point line. Dame's making the right play. He's driving. He's dishing to the open guy. Hart refuses to shoot. He decides to drive it. He ends up turning the basketball over. It's just, it It seems like a comedy of errors at the end of games, and then you couple that with the fact that when push really comes to shove, and especially in your closing lineup, you don't have GP2 on the floor yeah. in the final four minutes, you you can't get stopped. So it's like it's a worst-case scenario that they're playing really tight, and nobody outside of Dame really seems to have that I'm-going-to-go-win-an-effing-ball-game attitude, and then on the other end of the floor, it's just go ahead. You're going to score at will, and we can't find a way to stop you. I, I'm, I mean, I've been saying this for a few days now, but, like, I'm really to a point where I'd like to see GP2 with the starting lineup. And, and again, that's – Josh would – I think Josh would actually be really good for their bench. Whatever frustrations people have with Josh Hart today because he refused to shoot multiple threes after he airballed that one in the corner. He airballed one and he stopped shooting. Yeah, I think that was it. I think it got to him mentally. He's not – he's shooting half of what he used to per game. He averaged four a year ago. He's averaging just over two. Like – when you cut it in half, there's, there's a reason for everything. And you watch him airmail that over the rim yesterday. And then after that, there was no chance he was going to shoot. you got to shoot those shots, though. I mean, I, Shaden has been doing this where he, like, wants to do an up fake and a dribble, and it's like, no, just shoot the shot. Just shoot it. You're open. But he's a 19-year-old rookie who you can understand is going to learn the nuance of that, whereas, like, Josh Hart's a veteran. He's been in this league a long time, and I sometimes confidence can be the worst thing for you when you lose it. And and watching him play now, it, he just doesn't look like a guy has any confidence shooting the three ball. And I think it was evident yesterday in the in the game scenario where as you mentioned Dame finds him, passes it up, and it's the right play too. It, it actually it's worked for him sometimes this year dirt, but it could actually ruin your offense. It can actually get in the way of your offensive flow where it's like, "Yo, nice open look." Wait, what? Now everybody's in scramble mode because <laughs> yeah. he's driving, he's looking to kick, and now you're playing hot potato with the shot clock grenade. Hey, here you go, Ant. Here you go, Jeremy. Here you go, Dame. Two seconds left. Get it up. Yeah, one to nerf too. or like one second on the shot clock. Shoot it! Shoot it! <laughs> uh, So I want to see GP2 with this group, and here was Chauncey. I think Danny asked this question in the post game. It, Chauncey has another thing I want to get to coming up next. Uh, Danny was asking, did you think about putting GP in with grant dame and with that group and not josh here was the uh q and
1: i considered that i considered that um but obviously you know uh, i did what i did
3: <laughs> okay thanks Chauncey. thanks thanks for the... he, he considered it it's okay he considered it he, he thought about it he i i've been he loves josh harton he, I've been told, well, loves some Josh Hart. I, you know, look, I think fans for the most part love Josh Hart. He is the prototypical beloved Portland player. He plays hard. He brings energy. He brings effort. Sure, he's, he, you know, there's never a doubt about his intensity level and his effort on any given night. And I think we always in Portland will fall in love with that. We like we're an underdog city. We're a small. We got that little brother vibe to us, and we want guys that are going to go out there and, and work their asses off. And Josh Hart's going to do that. But it was interesting on a night that I ended up, you know, there's not much going on last night. I'm sitting around. I ended up watching a good chunk of the Brooklyn and Boston game. Which is a pretty good game. See, hey, can they go in and win? You know, can they beat Boston without KD? Boston's a little shorthanded, too. The problem that that Brooklyn has without Kevin Durant on the floor is that essentially Ben Simmons, who is an elite defender, he is a terrific passer, and both of those were on display last night. He's a great rebounder. He's He can't shoot. He can't Zero score. Points. He was 0 for 3. He only yeah. took three shots, and he couldn't score. Yep. And so there's times offensively when you watch them – it legitimately feels like you're playing five on four. Because even when he has the ball in his hands, you're not worried about him going to the hoop and getting a layup because he refuses to shoot a layup. He sure as hell is not pulling up from anywhere outside five feet. That ain't happening. So it just it, it makes it difficult and a little clunky offensively, and there's vibes of that right now. And I love Josh Hart, but there's vibes of that when he's on the floor. That you, it, The right play sometimes late in the game is for game to draw the attention of a defense – And find somebody. Like, hey, I'm going to take it to the hoop. Here comes Allen. Here comes Mobley. Here's Donovan Mitchell. They're all clumped around me inside the paint. Somebody's going to be open. Hey, swing it. There's Josh Hart. And you're playing five on four. Because not only is he not making the shots when he's taking them, then he misses one and he's refusing to shoot further after that. And so I don't know if it's GP2. I don't, hell, I don't know if it's just putting in shade and sharp, like, hey, just go fire away, kids, see what you got. We need a guy that can knock down an open three late in a ball game. You got to figure something out, though, because it does feel like at times everybody else is an offensive threat. Nurk can score in different ways. Not a huge Nurk guy, but he can score. Grant had a little bit of a better game last night. Nurk was good last yeah. night for them. Ant didn't have the huge volume shooting night, but he ended up with 15 points, shooting 60% from the floor, hit a big three in the fourth quarter. Like, all those guys are somewhat of an offensive threat, and Hart is just this empty space at times offensively and it's killing them late in games i I got one more thing i want to get to chauncey asked about their goal for the end of the year we'll get to that coming up next uh it was an interesting question answer back and forth between quick and chauncey and so i want to talk about that coming up we'll dive into super wild card weekend uh but we're back with the blazers but first jordan with the sports up
1: you could spend the weekend
2: doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: Selling a little or a lot.
1: We don't put our hands over our mouth. This out. is a football Friday edition of Dirt out. and Sprague. That over, on out. 1080 the Fan. Comes
3: up, comes out. Uh some college football dealings. Super wild card weekend. The Chargers radio play-by-play man. Got a lot to get to today. Sprague in the line coming up at 8:30 uh, today. We we'll get all playoff picks. All our predictions will come on uh, Tuesday, because we're off Monday. Yeah, we get an MLK Day off randomly. Uh, Not everybody gets that one off. We get that one off. No, we never used to. No. Uh, You and I have been doing a show long enough here to to remember doing shows on MLK Day, and we did what I think a lot of people do, and you play a part of the I Have a Dream speech, because it's it's, arguably the greatest speech of all time, and... That has been copyrighted, and so now to get ahead of the radio DJs being stupid like we are we and playing email. it anyway and then being sued for a ton of money, they're like, yo, let's just take the day off. Let's not even gamble with this. Yeah, I texted a bunch of buddies like, hey, it's going to be raining. Did anybody want to go play golf maybe on Monday? Did anybody have Monday off? And the responses was uh, 100% working. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a government Man, employee. Yeah. Go government thing. Government holiday, yeah. I'll do nine holes
4: with you guys. Hey, sure. hey come on. Come I
3: on. wanted to play, but it's... It's my daughter's birthday. <laughs> I mean, priorities. You're right. Come on. I should play 18. You should. Uh, so more on the Blazers here. So they lose last night. And a lot of people are frustrated. You know, I I like to search Blazers Twitter out a little bit when I'm on Twitter. Oh, God, that's not a healthy place right now. Uh, it's Bla- not. Blazer Twitter is a bit of a cesspool. Yeah, but it's better than sending out a tweet in the second quarter and like, they're playing fantastic the way they're going. <laughs> and then the end of the game, and somebody goes, great call, idiot. You dumbass. Again, I, re- I, I remain. Check the timestamp of tweets that people send. Don't just old takes expose everything somebody sends. That was true in the moment. In they were the playing moment. very good in the first half, and they had a nice little, what, seven-point halftime lead? You were, you were feeling okay? Well, here's Chauncey. Jason Quick asked this question. I watched the post game on TV, and um, I thought this was an interesting back-and-forth quick Asking Chauncey about the team, what are the goals for this season? Which, you know, you could, I think, see both sides of this coin. I I think it's a great question by Quick. And conversely, on the opposite side, I see Chauncey going, why is that a question right now? Because we're only halfway through. But I love that Jason asked it. So here is the Q&A between Quick and Chauncey on the goals.
1: Well, I mean, the playoffs have always been the goal. I mean, I I don't think you ever go into a season and not – Let's say you're trying to make the playoffs because you got to make the playoffs to then try to win a championship. So um, gold nothing's gold. nothing's changed.
3: Yeah, he, he he kept going on. Quick, did It was like so. How what what do you need to do about your goal? Like what do you need to do to get to your goal? I, I Chauncey didn't really offer up much of an answer. It was kind of that. It was well, it was the goal, and the goal is the goal, and we got to do the goal. But right now, like if I told you their goal is to be a playoff team who's feisty, your reaction to that is what? They're not that right now. You're a bit of a ways away from your goal. And, I, you know, I we, we go back and forth on this all the time throughout the regular season. It's long. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. Um, and, and you try and ride it. You try and ride the wave and understand, like, hey, when Portland goes on a five-game winning streak at some point, which is going to happen— it doesn't mean that they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals. And when when you lose a couple and some heartbreaking losses, it doesn't mean that your season's necessarily over. But what does happen when you're in one of these lulls that every time you continue to stack a loss on top of a loss, especially another winnable game, like that's the problem that I think Blazer fans have is you're looking at this stretch and you're saying, man... I- You easily could have won three, four, five of these games that you've lost in the last two, three weeks, that you've had double-digit leads, you've blown it in the second half, you've had games where you played great and then couldn't get an offensive possession or somebody's hit a game-winning shot on you, and it just seems to happen again and again and again. And what went from being, well, hey, you're still above 500. Go so, hey hey yeah yeah you're still 500 you'll be all right well you're only a game below 500 well two now three how far is it going to go yeah. how how deep is the hole going to get da- here comes Dallas by the way back to back games and they just beat the Lakers last night in a double OT game yes they did maybe you get them off of being tired even though they have a day off but like you got Cleveland on a back to back and you jumped out to a lead of 14. And it didn't matter because Cleveland's horses are better than yours. And and the longer it goes, like, we'll get to this in the NFL playoffs today, but I, somebody texted it in, and I do think it's, it's true. Like, when you're, and this is, we do this with golfers all the time, too. Like, young golfers sometimes can have an advantage in a major tournament because they don't have scar tissue. They don't have losses. They don't have a missed putt on 17 from four feet that blew a tournament, and now that's in your head the next time you have that putt. You're thinking about failing. And NFL quarterbacks, I think, are the same way. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Portland is in that one of those modes right now, and you can just see it late in the game. Like, they just get tight in the fourth quarter because they know the spotlight's on them. They know the whole city's looking at them saying, are you going to win a damn game? And here we went again last night where it's, you played great for three quarters. Nobody had any issues. Defensively, I thought you were pretty solid outside of giving up nothing but lobs at the rim. That's a bit of a mismatch problem because they got two seven-footers, and Nurk isn't the most mobile seven-footer, and Eubanks is a little undersized. But for the most part, I thought you played really solid basketball for three quarters, and then you get into the fourth, and you could just tell that just there seems to be a tightness that exists around them where nobody wants to make the mistake, nobody wants to be the guy that loses the game instead of just going out and playing your ball and winning it. Well, yeah. The other part of this too is, you know, Josh Hart not shooting is frustrating. It it throws their offense out of whack. We all know how we feel about certain guys on this team. I'll ask you though, when you go through these stretches, to be fair, we we played the game with CJ, right? They go through these stretches and where are we at with Ant? I mean, I, I actually I'll push back I don't think he played that well last night. I don't. I thought Garland and Mitchell, even though they did what they could to get him off and put Hart and GP two on those two guys Which is another reason I would have put GP2 in the game. I thought what he did against Mitchell, Yeah, Mitchell went on a nice little run. I thought Gary played good defense on him, and he's a problem. I mean, you see Gary at the end of these games, he's getting dapped up by everybody on the other team. People know that dude can play. Mm -hmm. But I I, I just don't. Sometimes I watch Anfernee Simons, and I see a very gifted player who I still maintain. That's a good contract for that kind of player in this league. Sure. Other times I see him... I see timid, quiet, not very aggressive player. And this is what you what you get when you balance young with veteran win now. It's like sometimes that young part of it rears its head. He's 23 years old. I know he's been in the league for a minute, but he's 23. He still has a long ways to go in his career. I don't think you're seeing a. – you're not seeing an aggressive ant. You know, say what you want about CJ. CJ carried himself and had this air <laughs> about himself who he is as a player. Yes, he did. Right? Sometimes we wouldn't always agree with it, but like that's how you succeed in this league. I don't always get that with Ant. And I think that is just probably going to come for him with time. But you're talking about the Damian Lillard timeline right now, not yes. 5 years from now. And so I just I'm kind of curious where people are at with Ant right now. And what you're seeing, because I don't think he played that well. Dame had 50. If C.J. gave us 16 on a 50-point game, oh, by the way, checks box score. That's right. He did against Denver in the playoffs, and how did we all feel about it? We weren't like, well, C.J. played a good game. I don't think he was good last night. They need more. That's their number two. They signed him. They gave him a $100 million contract. You got to get more than that. You know how I feel about it. I I know that he's still young. Twenty three years old is 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 very young. But it's also his fifth year in the NBA. And I think if you're the Blazers, the question you need to ask yourself is where. And nobody's going to be able to answer it accurately. But to the best of your knowledge, mm-hmm. wh- what is he is it, what is his ceiling as an NBA player? When you watch him, what is he going to turn into? Because I know we can his use, ceiling is an all star player. That's okay. Ceiling. Okay, is he going to get there? If you had to make a bet right now, is Anthony Simons going to be an all-star in the Western Conference, what would your bet be, yes or no? Uh, on the Blazers? On the Blazers. Probably not in the next two years. Because, not this year or next year. I can't see it this year or next year. Well, it's so. definitely not happening this year. He's not going to be an all-star this year. No, no. I, I That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, I, I can't go past more than next year. I have no idea what's going to happen. This league is crazy. To predict anything in three years is idiotic, but my best guess for this year and maybe next year, no. Because this was like last year was a unique year for him, where he was in the league already for three years before last year. Yes, last year is a situation where Dame gets hurt, the team starts tanking, you trade C.J. McCollum, right? He ends up being the volume offensive guy, and it was a lot of because it was his first chance in the NBA to kind of be like, hey, I'm the dude, and I'm going to go hit some game-winning shots, and I'm going to get my own, and I'm going to create. And it was a lot of fun. They ended up shutting him down at the end of the season. He only played in 57 games. But you saw this kind of sizable big jump from him that I think left you optimistic about where this could go. And as of this year... To me it has it not lived up to the expectations that I think a lot of blazer fans had and that was, what was the expectation for well, you? I think to be the number two guy on an NBA team, I still think I'm with you that there's good value in the contract, but I, I figured that there was going to be nights where he could carry a team. And I'm trying to rack my brain of when was the last time we watched a game where he could carry a team. As much as I was against CJ, he'd have a couple of those nights every month, every you know, every other week. There'd be a game where he'd go for 30 points and he'd carry a late in a ball game, and he'd be your clutch scorer. And it feels like that hasn't been the case with Ant. He got off to a great start. Back in November, he was averaging 25, 26 points per game. And I know it's not all about scoring. Mm-hmm. But in November, it was 25, 26 points per game. In December, it went down to 20 points per game. And now in the month of January, he's averaging 19 points per game. It's like going in the opposite direction that you would want to see. And this is his first real chances running with the number as, as the number 2 option alongside Dame. And so you, you know where I stand on this. I think you have to legitimately look yourself in the mirror for the Blazers and say, what do we have here? Is it a good player that's just going to be a 20-point per game, another one of those guys in the NBA, which sure – Always valuable on an NBA roster, but guess what? That's not a number two option that it's going to take to win an NBA championship. And I'm not saying if you train him, you're going to get that number two. No, but I would be willing to explore the idea of what would the return be, because maybe it gives us a better piece. Of I think fits. that's part of what Joe told us was he's balancing this youth and veteran thing, and there's going to be there's just going to be twists and turns to the journey of that you know whether that's finding ways to maybe make the Blazers win now with Dame or whatever the future holds for this franchise, I I don't know. But I hear you. what you're saying of carrying a team. There were a lot of nights where it felt like CJ CJ would get it going and CJ would just be like, yo, I got it. And Dame would be like, yo, you got it. You got it. Go for it. And Dame would still give what he gave, but like yeah. it wouldn't be 50 points. It wouldn't be 30 points. It'd probably be like 22, and CJ went for 34. How many of those games – I go through the game logs. How many of those games have we had – and now it's it's still to be fair to Ant, they're still a couple months into this partnership, but it doesn't feel like he is he's seeking it out. CJ had nights where he 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 would make it clear, I got it going. Give me the rock. And and Dame would talk about that. He'd just give it to him. And so I I haven't seen that from Ant this year. Yeah, the last time looking at the box score, because he had a 30-point game against Detroit, when they won by 30. Detroit's one of the worst teams in the league. Sure. He had a big night against Houston, one of the worst teams in the league. That was back before Christmas. Yep. The last time, I'd probably have to go and say, that's a decent caliber team, And and I'd have to go look at the whole box score, but they beat Minnesota... In the first half of their back to back, remember they had against him on that Saturday night, he went for 31, and they won 124, 118. Uh, And then. And that was on December 10th. And, you know, like, he's had good moments, but he's not doing the thing. CJ would do that. He'd go, I got it tonight, Dame. I'll carry you for a game or two. And I I don't know. I think that's part of the feel out process between him and Dame working together. But that's the part of this that's tough. It's like evaluating and waiting are. Different and the same thing at the same time. Yep. Like, you have to be patient, but you also have to be honest and evaluate the situation and say, yep. is this going the right direction right now? Yes. Now it's January. Let's see where they're at in March. But time is ticking. You're past the halfway point of the season already. And I, if you're going to play the Dame card and go Dame long term, sometimes that, that involves having hard conversations with moves you don't always want to make, just like you had to do last year. Yeah, it's a bit like it's a bit of that, but they just they're they're better than what they were last year. So I don't know. They got Dallas coming in for two back to back. I I don't feel great. I don't like that matchup. Luca eats them alive. So.
2: We'll I, hope, see. I hope
3: GP2's in the closing lineup. I know he's I a I in the starting body, lineup and the closing <laughs> I'd, lineup. i prefer him to guard yeah. him over anybody else on the damn roster. So he's, sure. he's your best bet, Dirt. <laughs> it's your best bet. Uh, all right, coming up next, uh, let's uh, do a couple of college football notes, and then we'll get to the Super Wild Card weekend. I'll get to that next on the fan.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an
1: ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight Is a football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray brought
5: to you by the Ailane Sports Book
1: on 1080 The Fan.
3: Super Wildcard Weekend is upon us. We dive in. We got the Chargers stop on the ticker. Herbie's first playoff game. Come on, Herbie! Come on! I might gamble the Jags, though. I don't know.
4: It's all right, haters good at hate. Do it. Doubters good at doubt. They're in my parlay. Let's go. We'll get to that coming typical up. Typical beaver behavior over there. Well,
3: typical beaver. Speaking of beaver, when you run a powerhouse program like Oregon <laughs> State does, your talent gets poached. <laughs> That does happen. I enjoyed, I I love how it like flips, like Beaver fan hates me from time to time because, you know, I'm a duck, whatever, I get it. Yeah. And I love when something like this now happens with Oregon State. Oh, you're you're starting to get it. We got multiple tweets. Somebody was like, hey, cocky sniffing Sprague, how's he feeling now? (laughs) Did somebody tweet us that? Somebody tweeted that last night to us, yeah. Uh, Look, I, I understand that. I think it's fun. It's good banter. Omar Spates, the linebacker for the Beavers, the junior linebacker, he has announced that he's in the portal. You're never going to recover from this. Uh, <laughs> he led the team in tackles. There's no way you can ever replace him. We will rebuild. <laughs> uh, no, he look, he is a fantastic player, okay? Yeah. Omar Spates is a huge loss for them. He's a good leader. And he's one of the best defensive players that they had last year. Yeah, has been for the last couple of years. There's rumors and speculation of maybe USC is the one sniffing around, saying, hey, uh, we need some guys who know how to play defense. You know what you're doing. Come to L.A. We have some money to spend. Uh, It might be an SEC school. I don't know. The kid can go anywhere. He's capable of playing with any team in the country. I really believe that. He's a good player. How do you feel if he ends up in Eugene? Uh, I mean, it's not going to happen. And it could. It could. I mean, Devin Williams did. He stayed in the dorm room for about a that night. That was a little different, though. Yeah, that was, was he came up from USC, and that was a weird family thing. Um, but Omar Spates is transferring, and I got this a couple times. You say, "Oh my God, did you see this? How? What do you think now?" Look, I, I actually have no ill will. Oh, good luck, Omar Spates. Go get your bag. I'm happy. Thank you. He had a lot of great memories in Corvallis. I'm happy for the kid. They they guys they have one of the best D coordinators in the conference, and that that's kind of what I'm resting on. Is I think when you have something you trust, you just got to keep trusting it. You can't allow something like the transfer portal to suddenly change your emotions of the situation. A good linebacker, they're a little thin at that position right now, but let certain guys step up and get a chance, and and I would imagine Trent Bray would be able to trust what they have going to be able to fill that void. This opens things up for Easton. I always get his, his hyphenated name wrong, but Easton Arnold... Who is a stud linebacker? He's a younger player. Yeah. He's going to fill in the void. I'd imagine they're going to hit another transfer at some point. They got a stud tight end yesterday who looks like an NFL player. Yeah, that guy's massive. Why Did wasn't he dominating guy? a cow? I don't. Well, it's cow. It's it I mean I cow get play, it. But I, I saw his pictures and I just thought, why haven't I heard about this guy before? He looks huge. I got to be honest. I was more excited about getting that tight end then I was devastated that Omar Spates is hitting the transfer portal. Yeah, the other part of this, too, is that with an added quarterback, you should be more balanced as a team this year. So maybe if you take a slight step back defensively, which I still expect you to do. It's very possible. You're losing a lot of talent in the set, you know, a couple of guys out in the secondary. Coletto was a linebacker for you. Spates was your leading tackler. Like, you're just, it's natural to have a little regression when you lose those kind of players. And eventually, you're probably going to get back to where you were, because I believe in Bray, and you develop guys at a very high level. But at a place like Oregon State, it's not necessarily plug-and- play like it is at some other bigger program leadership is an underrated quality too you've lost yeah. you've lost Jaden grant and now you've lost omar Spates. Those coletto, coletto Spates, yeah like those are two three valuable defensive leaders in your locker room but to the point of you've added a quarterback you've now added a tight end in the transfer portal your offense is going to be a little bit better so can your offense mask a little bit of the deficiencies that maybe your defense can have and i think as an oregon state fan that's very realistic to imagine i i like your perspective and i hope that more people take this i know i have it at oregon in the transfer portal, you can't get emotional, man. It's 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 the Wild West out there. There's going to be guys that enter, and you're going to want to have that instinctual reaction of yelling and screaming and, how could he do this to us? And, oh, he just wants the money, like – You're eventually going to welcome in a transfer, too. And so you can't welcome DJ Uyunglele with open arms from Clemson in the transfer portal and then curse at Omar Spates for leaving. It doesn't work that way. And this is going to happen. You're going to have guys that, hey, he's been there for four years. Maybe he feels like he's accomplished everything he set out to accomplish when he came to Oregon State. He did. He's got a chance to go have one more year of college football where he makes a little bit of money, potentially. I'm sure that's a part of this deal for him. Good for him. Go make your money. I don't know where he's going to end up. But you can't curse the guys that leave and welcome the guys with open arms there's nothing worse than the college coaches that did that jimmy lake did this constantly at washington questioning the competitive nature of players that wanted to leave his program and transfer while also welcoming in guys that transferred so they have yeah. a good competitive spirit because they wanted to leave another program and come to your program you can't have it both ways and wish omar spates nothing but the best it's just it's um yesterday was an exciting day for oregon state oregon's had a lot a lot of those two in the off season. Just. It's just odd. It's like, oh, damn, we're losing a really good player. And then it's like, hey, you picked up
4: this tight end that looks like he's Travis Kelsey <laughs> physically. And you're like, okay. Well, All Sprague, right. I think you can attest to this as a lifelong Beaver fan, man. There are just some positions that you guys have been able to just churn players out really well. I feel like running back and linebacker are, are two of those positions. Yeah. The Beavers historically just, they're really good. So I kind of try to look at this with the lenses. Well, I'm looking at my team and as a Duck fan, we've produced a lot of great linebackers. When I see one leave, I don't get that mad. So, as a Beaver's fan, I got to get the same glasses on. I'm not that mad. Yep. I'm excited what they got going forward. They got a great defensive coordinator, and even without a great defensive coordinator, they've been turning linebackers out. So, I'm not I'm not too concerned either.
3: If you trust your coaches and your staff and your situation, like you're not sweating this stuff that much. And I I think that's what Oregon and Oregon State have going for them. It's just like Dan Lanning was questioned by media here, right going into signing day, and then busts out a, <laughs> a, a top eight recruiting class, and it's yeah. like, uh, comments now, guys, <laughs> crickets. Yeah, crickets. there's not much. I mean, Oregon had this last year with Travis Dye, and I know it was different because there was a coaching change, but he was a four-year guy at Oregon. Yeah. And he entered the portal, yep. and there was a lot of vitriol of, like, how not only are you transferring, but you're going to USC. Like, how could you do that? He's from L.A. He wanted to go home for a year. Nobody made anything of the running backs that Oregon got in the portal, and they ended up being two of the best running backs in the conference. That's the funny it thing, It right? all evens out and, in the end. And Dye, by the way, had a great year he a great before year. he got injured. He was he was the, the go-to guy for the uh, running attack for them in yep. L.A. It worked out for everyone everybody there. Uh, unfortunately, he got hurt. That sucked. But like, yeah, you you ended up with <laughs> Whittington and Irving. Like, I'll, I'll take it. Yes, absolutely. And so it sucks to lose Omar Spates, but he he did well at Oregon State. He was a part of the, you know, the revamp and getting to 10 wins. Good luck to him. Go get paid. If that's in Los Angeles, Oregon State doesn't play USC until a Pac-12 title game. I can't wait. <laughs> then we're going to expose him in coverage. <laughs> because let me tell you I know all your weaknesses let me tell you about him in coverage (laughs) I actually don't know anything about him in coverage but he's a very good player and he Uh, pops on the screen when you watch him uh, hour number two super wild card weekend next
0: (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too